This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon, happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary with you as always. Rico, what's up? Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Should we Should we confess? Sure. We were talking to Mark in his office, and all of a sudden we heard our open playing. And so we rushed into the studio. We moved very And quickly. here we are. Rico wasn't prepared with the stream. The stream's not set up quite yet. Um, I don't have the text line pulled up on my newly fixed and updated laptop because I got my laptop back. Shout out to Computer Hardware. The stream is live. Stream is live. So join us there. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all those good places. Um, Rico, people are making my picture that I posted on Twitter into a meme. Yeah, I know. I know exactly. I knew it was going to happen. Can't I trust people nowadays? No. No, I can't. No, you cannot. Especially, Especially Thomas, Thomas and Lincoln. I thought... He, so if you scroll up you on Thomas De-Na- and Lincoln... The Nachos guy? No, it's now Thomas and Lincoln. Oh, it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's made three memes. The face you make when the figure out the Cubs are still going to be trash in 10 years. Mm, Hashtag Mr. Thicky Thick. Mm, and that face you make when VJ is right about something other than football. That's a pretty good one. That's actually a really good one. Um, I like the pictures. Not bad. So I have it on my phone. I'm just ready to make memes out of it whenever I can. You're, you saved it? Oh, yeah. I so did. you just have a picture of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's freaky. Well, How many pictures of me it. do you have on my on your just camera roll? Just one? Just the one. Are you sure? Yes. Nothing of me, my reflection in, in doors when oh, I'm I taking pictures? I didn't save those. I just... I think I, del- actually, I, ha- I think I deleted them. Okay. Good. I might still have them. Okay, good. Maybe if you were better at taking pictures. <laughs> how do you Okay, how do you not get your reflection? You got to find the right angle. It's all about the angles. It's all about angles. All about the angles. As always 402-464-5685 the Honda Lincoln hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the entire show. Uh yes, you don't have to hear about my broken laptop anymore because it is fixed. No more shots for broken laptops. Yep, no more shots for broken laptops. What a um, tragedy. I have already bought a case so it's shipping from Amazon here in the next couple of days. So I have learned my lesson to put a case onto my onto my computer, yeah. and we're good to go. Um, 402-464-568-5, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line. So with me getting my laptop back, I was able to look at all my spreadsheets again. Mm, love spreadsheets. All right. So Nick with, missed his spreadsheets. I miss, and with me, it's not even spreadsheets. It's more Microsoft Word documents that I just <laughs> separate into a spreadsheet style. Yeah. And, and for example, last year during the season, I went through the 2017-2018 coaching carousel. Mm. Okay? I that's remember the, that. That's the year that Scott Frost, you know, obviously was, um, was hired to be the head coach in Nebraska. So with that in mind, 
I updated that this morning because I hadn't updated it since like halfway through the season last year. Mm-hmm. So I updated that through the se- or this morning. Yeah, that's wild because to, probably the, the the one of the better coaches from that cycle yes. was fired in Dan Mullen. Yeah. So I want to get to that because there's some when you, when you Where break is Dan Mullen is he isn't he with Alabama? No, he's not with Alabama. I'm gonna look it up. You keep talking. I'm sorry. So, I keep interrupting you. No, it's okay. So there's. I'll run through just really quickly. In the 2017-2018 coaching carousel, 21 head coaching jobs at the FBS level opened up. Of those 21, 13 of them were Power 5 jobs. Ole Miss went the easier route, named the interim head coach at the time, Matt Luke, their permanent coach. Of those 13 guys to get a Power 5 coaching gig, six of them have been fired. The six that have been fired, Matt Luke... Chad Morris from Arkansas, Jeremy Pruitt for Tennessee, Willie Taggart for Florida State, Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State, and then and then Dan Mullen at Florida. So with that in mind, I'm actually I, this is this is really fascinating for me personally because I went through the I updated contract statuses, um, where guys are at. So the the coaches that we'll be looking at specifically, mm-hmm. obviously Scott Frost. Herm Edwards, Dan Mullen, Mario Cristobal, Jonathan Smith, Jimbo Fisher, and Chip Kelly. Now, Mario Cristobal is kind of an anomaly a little bit because he did get take a new job this year. But then I was also looking this up online, and what's interesting is Tom Fernelli of CBS Sports just last month he did wrote an article reassessing and reevaluating the 2017-2018 coaching carousel because it was such a big one. It wasn't probably as big, obviously, as... Um, it probably wasn't as big as this last offseason with Lincoln Riley and... and, and no, that's this, this uh, who's last... Who's the guy for Notre Dame? Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. This was one of the bigger off-seasons of coaching yeah. carousel. Exactly. Ever. So so they run through it, and they Tom Fernelli of CBS Sports, you can find this article online as well, cbssports.com. Um, it's headlined regrading the 2017-18 college football coaching carousel from Jimbo Fisher and Scott Frost to Dan Mullen. By so, the way, Dan Mullen is a special assistant at Lake Osoni Academy. Oconee? I don't know. So high Academy. school. Yeah. He's not an offensive coordinator, not a head. Mm. He's like a special assistant. There you go. Or something of the likes. The contributing resource to the football program. That's what it is. That's right. Uh, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line. Don says, now back to just drinking Kool-Aid during the happy hour. Huzzah. Um, Dirty Tony and the boys. Nick, were you able to renew your Apple Care insurance for your laptop, or was it a one-and-done opportunity? We get to renew it. So you know what I did? I renewed it for three years. I'm about to renew it for three years. Look at you. Why? Because it saved my butt. Bro. I'm Big time. At, I'm looking at Dan Mullen's coaching record. So, okay, do you want to dive into this right now? I kind of like. Let's let's dive into it because this is just ridiculous. All right, let's dive into this right now. Then he was fired. Yeah, and and that shows like just the differences. It, the reason that I chose, I, I like went deep into this a little bit, is because I wanted to see not Bro. not expectations, but how quick universities are to let go of a coach and and what situation they were in. Right. So we'll, we'll just start obviously right here at home, Scott Frost. Four million per year. His salary decreased by a mil this mm-hmm. year. He is fifteen and twenty nine through four years. He has not made a bowl game. Herm Edwards at Arizona State has a contract three is making three point five million through twenty twenty four. 
is 25 and 18 through four years and has made three bowl games. Dan Mullen Can was I read fired. This one? Can let's, I read this let's, one? Yeah, let's see if you. I'll make sure you say everything here. Dan Mullen was 34 and 15 in his four years at Florida. Yep. Made three bowl games, won two, all of them New Year's, New Year's Six Bowls. Yep. And was fired after a five and six season uh, at Florida in 2021. And and here's the thing: he was making seven point six mil through 2026 at the time. Mm-hmm. Here's the kicker: before last year, the year that he got fired in his first three seasons, he had never finished lower, finished the season lower than 13th in the AP poll. His first year, they started the preseason not ranked. They got up to seventh. They finished the season seventh. His next year, they started at 8th, they got up to 6th, and finished at 6th. The year after that, they started at 8th, got up to 3, yep. finished at 13. Yeah. And then his final year, they started at 13, got up to 10, and finished the year unranked. Yeah. And he was fired. He was fired midseason. 10-3, and 11-2, and 8-4, 5-6. Yeah. And he was fired. He was canned. One losing season. 7.6 mil. They lost the Cotton Bowl the year before, but they had won the Peach Bowl, won the Orange Bowl, lost the Cotton Bowl, and they were like, yep, that's it. So that's what's, that's what's hilarious about this. So Tom Fernelli, the article, you look at the, the coaches that uh, were fired, right? So it has Dan Mullen. I have to find it here. Um, it would be the first one. Yeah, Dan Mullen. Record, once again, 34-15. and 15, Three New Year's Six Bowl games, one SEC East title, and he was fired. Fired. Three New Year's Six Bowl games in his first three years. And he got canned. Remember that? I mean, think about that SEC championship game with Kyle Trask and Kadarius Toney going up against Alabama. And, and Kyle Trask put up like 300 plus res, or passing yards, and it still wasn't enough to beat mm-hmm. Alabama. It, it was That was a really good SEC a, title game. Yeah. That was a great Alabama team. So and I'll, I'll, we'll keep going here. Mario Cristobal obviously is now at Miami making $10 million per year through 2032. It was a 10-year... Look at him. Or, excuse me, um, was it 10-year? Excuse me, he's making $8 million through 2032. It was a 10-year, uh, $80 million deal. So, he was 35-13 and 13 in his four years with Oregon. Made it to three bowl games. Jonathan Smith, Oregon State, right? Because we brought up... This is why I thought of it immediately is because we brought up the middle-of-the-tier Pac-12 teams and yep. middle-of-the-tier middle Big Ten teams. Jonathan Smith, a first-time head coach, was hired in 2017-2018 at Oregon State. He got an extension this year for $4.5 million through 2027. It was like a $2.3 million raise per year. Yeah. Through four years, he is 16-28. and 28. He led them to a 7-6 and six season last year and a bowl game victory. On the come-up. Exactly. Maybe. Jimbo Fisher now. Obviously, at Texas A&M, making 9.5 through 2032, is 34-14, has been to three bowl games, and has won all three of his bowl games. They made four. They pulled out of the Gator Bowl last year, mm-hmm. so they didn't play it. And then finally, Chip Kelly, $5.5 million through 2026. He is 18-25 overall. But he led them to an eight and four season last year. On the come up. So in twenty excuse me, in year three, the COVID year, he was three and four. So he was on the hot seat mm-hmm. and led them to an eight and four year in the Pac twelve. So it's it's kind of it's it's kind of interesting when you break all this down 
and and kind of take into account the situations that every university is in and how they're different, right? Mm-hmm. Because Scott Frost, you look at his record, he has the worst record out of any of these coaches that I just listed off. Yep. Chip Kelly comes in close to him at 18 and 25. Jonathan Smith, the first time head coach at Oregon State, comes in right right above Scott Frost with a 16 and 28 record. But then there's Scott Frost with a 15 and 29 record. No bowl games. And this is coming off of a coaching staff that yes, it was Mike Riley was 19 and 19 in his 3 years and had been to two bowl games. It's it's fascinating for me. And this is not a this is not a conversation that I'm trying to make it about Nebraska should have fired Scott Frost. Like I'm not I'm not trying to make it about that. But when you look around the entire country and you think that Nebraska has these high expectations for a head coach, Florida's got high expectations. I don't know if that's the truth anymore. Like when, when Nebraska fired Bo Pelini, it was Nebraska look at all the national the national thought right in in a in a bigger landscape was Nebraska has these massive expectations that might just be too big for them to begin with because Bo Pelini couldn't get it done and he had nine wins from the mm-hmm. outside looking in. Obviously, when you were here in Lincoln, you have the you have the knowledge that. Off the field stuff, the antics wasn't weren't the greatest look for Nebraska football. Bo Pelini had the whole recording thing mm-hmm. that took place at a local high school, things like that. Which it could be um, the same down at Florida, where we're it you know, been. on the outside looking in. We don't know exactly what was going on with Dan Mullen. Exactly. Uh, so you know, maybe it, at, for them it makes sense to to part ways with him after one losing season. You're right, but on the outside looking in, it's it's. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, like it's mind-boggling. You had one year that you still could have finished six and six. Florida ended up making making a bowl game last year. Yep, he Lost didn't coach it. in the bowl bowl game, but they still made a bowl game. Yeah, and that seems not maybe not this season, but in previous years has seemed far out of reach for Nebraska. It, it's it's fascinating if you truly think about it because, um, once again, it's. Scott Frost, fifteen and twenty-nine. Herm Edwards, Herm Edwards, who has had an extremely tumultuous run at Arizona State. I don't State. know how Herm Edwards still has a job. I don't know how he has a job with, and it's with not even from play on the field. No, it's 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 recruiting violations. It's assistant coaches getting in trouble. I, I have no clue how Herm Edwards has a job. He's getting paid three point five million dollars at Arizona State, and he's twenty-five and eighteen somehow, and has been to three bowl games. That was dad, yes. Yes. It's unbelievable. It's kind of crazy to think about. I, I'm just. I know. I keep saying it's fascinating. It's insane. It's crazy to think about. But once again, you you break all this down, and it just tells you that maybe Nebraska doesn't have as high of expectations as we think or believe that they do. And maybe I'm way off on that. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Because. Obviously, you're able to like. I would think the expectations are still high, but at this current. This current iteration of Nebraska, it's, however unfortunate that that it may sound, and I I I hate this version of it where it's if it's not Scott Frost, yeah, then who will it be? And I I hate that because literally anyone. Well, okay, here's here's the thing. Do you feel like when with that mantra or that slogan or, or thought? Do you feel like you're kind of living scared? Yes. Okay. Yes. You're, you're, I want to make sure I'm on the same page you're, with that. You're terrified that if this doesn't work, that you're never you're gonna going to... You're going to make the to, wrong decision. Yeah, you're going to make the wrong decision. You're never going to be able to recover. But 
the the truth of the matter is, and look, I'll I'll put this caveat in there as we do all the time. I want Frost yes, to work here. Yes, I want absolutely. This. I want this to work. I want Frost to be here a long time and for him to be the head coach in Nebraska leading them to, you know, New Year's Six Bowls, possible college football playoff, national championships, whatever, what have you. But the truth of the matter is, if Scott Frost can't get it done here, there are so many other coaches that you can hire that can do exactly what he's doing or do it better. There are some that could be worse. Oh, bingo. But the, but Absolutely. The, but the thing is, just because he went here, just because he's from here, does not mean that if he can't do it, nobody can. There are tons well, of universities who have coaches who did not attend that university, who mm-hmm. have no ties to the state or to the university, that are doing wonderful things for them. Just because he is a Cornhusker does not mean that he is the only one that can turn the ship around. Yeah, I, I'm curious what happens. Um, and, and we've gotten texts before when, we're, when we bring up Scott Frost and his current situation and everything that the conversation is low-hanging fruit. And and it very well could be. Like, it is. But it's also something that we're going to have to discuss and, and dissect for a, a couple months here because – there, it's truly fascinating to, to when you look at all the angles and all the different scenarios or possible scenarios of how this season could play out and then throw in all the un, uncontrollable factors, variables with injuries and and other, how other teams are playing mm-hmm. and their record and how they're playing when you're playing when you, when you guys face off if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's 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 truly mind-boggling and it kind of puts your head in a in a swirl in a, in a you know a roundabout way because you just have so many possible outcomes on how this thing could play out and, and it's truly kind of gets you tired like how cool look look listen listen how cool would it be for Nebraska to to get good again and to have Scott remember first year Scott Frost yeah. Remember, remember the chest pound in the the. You better get us now, because in year two, like mm-hmm. the cocky Scott. You know how much fun that would be. You know how much fun Scott Frost's offenses are when everything's humming. Oh, it's like that. That would be a blast. That would be amazing to have that Scott Frost and that Scott Frost offense here. Would also be great. It, it like now, I like the thing. like look look. Uh, I I don't care what anybody says. If you're if you're good, if your team is good, and your head coach is cocky, it's fun. It's funny. I think it's great. Because you can back it up. Be- yeah, because you're good. You can back it up on yeah, the field. That's and your coach is just, you know, say whatever. Like Scott Frost, when he was at UCF, and he's talking when they when they got boat raced by Michigan, he goes, yeah. I thought we were more physical. And it's like, oh, well, you finished the season six and seven or, or six and six, whatever they finished the season that year. Then the next year they went undefeated. It was like, oh, no, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's cool. But, you know, you talk about, oh, well, I think we out-physicaled them. And then, you know, you go – and win four games the rest of the season. Like that's not you can't really do that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Gene and Lincoln makes a funny point that Oregon State record, which once again from Jonathan Smith was uh, sixteen and twenty eight, was built on Mike Riley players. Dot dot dot. While at Nebraska, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Tristan Jebby is part of that. Tyjon Lindsey, or yeah, Tyjon Lindsey, yeah. Avery Roberts, um, Trent Bray, the linebacker coach for Nebraska, ended up going back to Oregon State. So, like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, however, in this Tom Fernelli article, I'll get back to this really quickly. So he has a list of he, when he dissects every coach, he puts their accomplishments, right? Mm-hmm. And it's he also labeled what they originally graded the higher back in 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. and then what their current grade is right now. 
So coaches still in place. We'll start here. Jimbo Fisher, 34-14 and 14 record, has made four bowl games, and has a top five finish in the AP pool in 2020. The original grade, an A. The current grade, B+. Chip Kelly, 18-25 and 25 record, has made one bowl game. Original grade, A+. Which was kind of interesting. Made my made my my ears perk up for a second. Mm-hmm. Current grade C. Herm Edwards at Arizona State, twenty five and eighteen record has made three bowl games. The original grade back four years ago, F. Current grade C. Jonathan Smith, Oregon State, original grade C. Current grade B plus. Um, then finally Scott Frost, fifteen and twenty nine record. Under accomplishments, it says greatest three-win team in college football history. <laughs> Man. Oh, gosh. That's his accomplishment, according to Tom Fernelli. That's his greatest accomplishment. Greatest three-win team in college football history 2021, which it is statistically proven. I, I, I'm not arguing with that. Original grade, A. Current grade, D. Hmm. Um, and and here's exactly. And that's where it's like going back and and you guys have heard this and and I don't want to kind of beat a dead horse, but going back to it, nobody can, nobody can say that they saw this coming. And that's what makes this whole situation so uh, vulnerable and fragile, I think as well is because nobody saw it coming, especially with a guy like Scott Frost coming off of a season like he was coming off of at, at UCF Um, in the article here, Tom Fernelli says, how's it going? Not well. Not only has Frost failed to live up to expectations placed upon him when he was brought home from UCF, but he hasn't come close. The Huskers haven't reached a bowl game under Frost, and he enters the 2022 season on one of the hottest seats in the country. He's following the Jim Harbaugh plan of taking a pay cut to buy himself another year, but while he doesn't necessarily need the playoff berth Harbaugh earned with Michigan last season, if Nebraska fails to earn a bowl game bid again, not even a pay cut will save him in 2023. Wow. Well then, Tom. Tom Fernelli. Not even a pay cut. Um, we have some text we can read after yes. the break. Oh yeah, we do need to get to a break. 402-464-5685. We'll continue this conversation on the other side. I also want to kind of dive into an NIL discussion. Uh, Thomas, or not Thomas, uh, Texas earned a commit meant from a five-star recruit, but it was kind of weird because the same recruit went on a visit to Texas a couple months ago and was bad-mouthing the Longhorns in their trophy case, and now he commits. So the Arch Manning effect is is real and present right now for, for Texas Longhorns football, and, and we'll kind of dive into that a little bit deeper, keep you guys updated on anything new that happens and comes out into the world of sports on your Wednesday, but right now we'll take a break. We'll take a timeout. We'll be right back on the ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.